and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a library podcast uh, for school, public libraries, whatever you want to use it for. I hope these things are useful. Um, my name is Lucas Maxwell, and today I'm going to talk about um, tips for creating your own Dungeons & Dragons camp, not really maybe a campaign, but maybe a one-shot adventure. One-shot just being a campaign you can do in usually three to four hours, or it could be less even, maybe an hour, two hours, um, whatever hour. But um, the I've been doing these a little bit more lately, and they're a lot of fun, but they can be a lot of work, and they can be a lot of stress if you... Um, you know, you want to create something that you don't a you don't railroad your players. So, if you're brand new to D and D, essentially that just means you want to give them you want to give your players choice or even the illusion of choice. You don't want to say you can't do that. That's the thing that I hate to hear when I'm um, I've never really been a player. I've always been a dungeon master, but I don't like to think of that. Or you know. Uh, Sometimes the students, unfortunately, do that, but it's not because no, it's just because they don't, they haven't had time to prepare. I'm not faulting them at all, but you shouldn't um, do that as a DM. You should be always thinking, oh, you can try that. Yeah, you can go over there. You have to be prepared, but you have to also um, know that you're going to expect the unexpected and. You want them to have this freedom to explore, and so I've created one. By the time uh, this is published, it will have finished. I don't know if it'll be a complete gong show nightmare, but um, it's going to be on. It's got like a Valentine's Day themed adventure, and I've based it around. This is with adults um, and some amazing authors and things like that. I'm going to say right at the top. And we really shameless. Um, I reason I decided to do another D and D one this week is that my book came out this week, and my book's called Let's Roll, and it's a guide to running tabletop um, role playing games in your public or school library, and it's published through Facet, and it's available now. You can get it. Uh, it's in the world which is really cool and weird. I never thought I'd have a book out on this because um, I just didn't think it would ever happen. So I'm really proud of it and excited. Uh, I'll put the link in the description of the of the podcast, but uh, shameless self-promotion. Um, anyway, back to the thing. Uh, what I've done is you want to... The first thing is you want to create a premise. Um what is the premise of your of your one shot so this is what i what i've think what i'm doing with mine i made this map with my son we made a map um <laughs> for the for the character for the for the players and scattered around a few towns so the, they're going to start at a town, and the town a carnival is going to come to town. Now that's not that's the thing you need to remember if you're a new dungeon master. You should not be reinventing the wheel. All the stuff is already out there. I'm no under no illusion that I'm making something that hasn't already happened. Okay, 
there is so much to take from. There's so many different things out there. So really, you need to start with the big picture. What is the big picture of this before you get down to the um, small, fine print of your adventure? My premise is, and again, did I steal? I don't know. I just, I did think of this. I felt like I came up with this on my own, but it could be completely stolen. Um, there is a campaign called The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, which is all, uh, starts with a carnival. And I'm 100% aware that, you know, I'm not any doing anything new. But there's a carnival in town. So... First thing I had to do, which I shouldn't have done really because I didn't have the big picture, was create a name for the carnival. So I called it Mr. Flirty Cake. No. Flirty Cakes. It was all F's. For Flirty Cakes' Fabulous Flying Fun Time Fiesta. That's my goal way when they. I created a pamphlet on Canva which had all the attractions. Okay. <laughs> right off the bat, I want them to laugh at that. That's my goal. Will they laugh at that name? Maybe not. The attractions are all on there. Now, I'll get to those in a minute. Now, what is the premise? The premise is, the plot is, that this carnival is connected to um, to magic. Okay, of course. The magic, it gets its magic from a fabled unicorn's horn, right? That Mr. Flirty Cakes got. How he got it, I don't know yet. I have, I'm literally doing this thing tomorrow. I still don't know. Uh, I still don't, but by the time you hear this, I would have figured it out. I don't know. It's not really necessary unless one of the players asks, how did he come across this horn? Maybe it was passed down to him from his grandmother or something. <clears throat> the point is the horn is the key. The horn is what makes the carnival um, successful because it, it provides like a charm. Okay. Again, as I'm saying this out loud, it doesn't really make much sense. But this is a one-time adventure. Um, they're not going to care. You shouldn't be too worried about it. Um, you can go into more final, finer detail if you want. The point is the unicorn horn has been stolen. Okay, and it is creating. Um, it's making the carnival unstable, right? So. I have a, and it was stolen by Mr. Flirty Cakes. He's, because it's Valentine's Day, I tried to think of like Valentine's name. Flirty Cakes, I thought was a funny name. Mr. Flirty Cakes is like um, ringmaster, assistant, Unzo the jaw dropper. He has stolen the horn. He didn't do it personally. His assistant, a little Kenko. A Kenko is like a little bird raven creature. They're quite sneaky and they're really cool. I love them. Um, the Kenko has stolen the horn for Unzo. And the reason is is that Unzo wants the horn for himself. Um, for he, him and his um, second in command. So this, this is where you need to write everything down. So you've got Mr. Flirty Cakes who's innocent. The players will probably think Mr. Flirty Cakes is <laughs> the villain. Because I'm going to make him act funny. But he's funny because he's worried about his horn. And the magic's beginning to act, make everything unstable in this carnival. The lack of magic. As the magic fades. Because it's been stolen very recently. Now, Unzo, in disguise, 
is a succubus. A succubus is like this really terrifying creature in D&D that can polymorph or change its appearance to what it wants to look like. Okay? That's my goal. They may not ever come across this, but the succubus, Unzo, his second in command, or her second in command, I should say, is a hag. Okay? Now, a hag... That's not at the carnival. The hag is in a place called the Feywild, which is like this alternate universe, parallel dimension, um, <laughs> another plane of existence. Uh, so, the hag, and I stole the hag's name from a campaign called Tomb of Annihilation because I love the name Peggy Dead Bells. And if they ever play. Tomb of Annihilation. I'm hoping they'll remember when they come across that name. <laughs> oh, he stole the name. And I don't mind stealing this. It's a name. But she's a hag and she has all the hag ability. She lives in the swamp in a hut. Now, I'm writing, I've written all this down. The other thing I've had to written, write down is that, okay, what are the attractions? Okay? Again, I've stolen some of these outright and I have created some of my own. There's going to be um, arm wrestling, throw the ring toss on a on a wooden unicorn's horn. That's where maybe somebody will mention that the horn, the real, you know, his horn has been stolen, or maybe they'll find out later. There's a hall of mirrors. The hall of mirrors is the portal into the Feywild, which they will get glimpses of when they go in. I'll get them to roll perception, and they'll get glimpses of it. When they go into the Feywild, they will all have different things happen to them. Strange, funny things. Pink. There's a spell called Fog Cloud. Um, They'll have Fog Cloud come out of their mouth for an hour, which is just fog. It's just an hour-long fog mist. But I'll make it pink because it's Valentine's Day. Um, But anyway, getting getting ahead of myself. I've given them a list of attractions, which I'll use as a handout. Now, the attractions, um, they all have, they, I want them to have choice. The, one of the attractions is that um, a, a guy has these dolls that he can, like, make sing and talk and, and like, act in unison, but the dolls are going to come to life, life, and attack the players as a little sign, a little foreboding that something's off with this carnival's magic. And the guy is genuinely going to be trying to like upset by it, but they're going to probably think that guy is suspicious. What's his deal? Um, on and on. There's going to be a race using snails, which they do in the witch light thing, but I've changed it. Um, if you do a race, you don't need a map. Or you can just use theater of the mind. You have a series of dexterity checks as they go around corners of people trying to kick them off. On and on. It's really cool. I can write it out for you, maybe, <laughs> if you need it. Um, they're going to be able to take, like, a Ferris wheel-type ride, and when they're up at the top, but then describe it, like, what's it going to look like? Are they, like, teacups? Are they something weird and, and cool? Um, what do they see when they go up there? Maybe they see the Kung, uh, Kenko, um, whose name is um, Saw... What's his name? Oh, gosh. I had a cool name for him, too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The Kenko is maybe um, seen, like, coming out of the... Uh, coming out of um, 
uh, Mr. Flirty Cakes' office. They can go in the office and discover that he's all upset that the, the horn has been stolen, etc. They, they may have a clue. They might be giving it too much away. The point is the horn has been taken to the Feywild. Now, Peggy Denbells is not stupid. She's not hiding the horn in her hut. She's hiding it in a tree in a swamp. The tree is a treant which will come to life and attack the creatures. They have to figure out, A, how to get out of the Feywild, which will be, um, they'll have to get, like, find the location. To get that location, maybe they have to make a deal with Peggy. She can tell them how to, you know, how to find the, uh, they may have to, like, negotiate with her to, A, find the horn, and B, how do we get out of here? So that's going to be interesting. They're probably going to have to take it by force. I'm really hoping they do get to fight Peggy and this because it'll be it'll be cool because she probably will vanish. Uh, I'll probably have her vanish away, <laughs> sneak away at some point. Um, so they have to retrieve the horn to help Mr. Flirty Cakes. And they have to get into the Feywild. So there's two options. Um, one of them is to simply get into the Hall of Mirrors and figure out that there's some sort of like portal in there. If they don't go into the Hall of Mirrors, that's fine. Oh, I haven't... It's going to be a pie-eating contest, and if they... when they Every time they eat a pie, they have to roll a constitution saving throw. And if they fail the saving throw, I might make it, like, progressively harder. 10 plus 12 plus 15. And if they fail, then I have this, like, just random things happen to them. Maybe the pie insults them. Maybe the pie explodes in their face. Um, maybe the pie... Uh, maybe they get ill, and they lose, like... Um, charisma for for an hour charisma points um on and on there's all kinds of cool stuff that can happen so i'm really excited about that um they once they get to the the feywild there's going to be some encounters so they're going to encounter uh, bullywogs which are like these frogs but they're bullywog knights so they're all in armor and they're very chivalrous like they're very like they, they stand up for themselves and they, they're full of honor and they want to they demand to know maybe they'll let them pass with a riddle okay so I just found a riddle online. Um, it's, there's there's a million different things you can do, okay? Um, all these things. So making the um, the carnival is tricky because when they enter the carnival, so basically that's it. Um, the horn's been stolen. They need to retrieve the horn. What could they trade to Peggy? Uh, f- for the horn, maybe she wants something else. Maybe she's willing to betray Unzo for the for something. Um, on and on, they're going to have to get around the bullywogs to get to the to the hag. They're going to have to either negotiate with the hag or kill her and get the information from her hut. It'll be in there. On and on, um, <clears throat> they're going to have to fight the treant, which is really tough. Maybe the treant is hiding something else. Maybe there's some treasure in there. When they arrive at the um, the carnival, they're going to have to pay uh, a ticket cost. They're going to be met by, a, by like, a, I think a goblin will be running the, the, the ticket booth. Um, I want them to be affected by the carnival. I want weird things to happen. So I have these, um, I happen to know that one of our players doesn't like um, mushrooms just in general. <laughs> so I have this like series of, there's a, there's a mushroom uh, race or mushroom c- Monster in D and D called I think they're called the Campestry. They're quite small, but they can mimic. So I thought it'd be cool to have this series of mushrooms, like ten of them, as they walk in, just start to sing everything that they say. 
<clears throat> and repeating them, that will annoy them, and I will find, I'll find it very funny. <laughs> but um, um, they're going to sing everything that they say, and that'll be just one weird thing. The doll attack, okay? That will kind of, like, set the mood. Then there's going to be, like, a, a, a circus act inside the big tent. So if they don't go into the Hall of Mirrors... Um, they can also go to a place called Lost Property, which there's two um, rabbits there called Bunny and Clyde, and the rabbits are herringons. It's a race, and they have been. They would they'll, they're going to give them wrong information because they they don't know anything and they're quite they're gossipy and they don't really know the real truth. They're gonna they're gonna kind of hint them towards Mister Flirty Cakes being the villain. You know, he's acting strange. He's something weird in. You know, he's not, he's, some, everyone's concerned about him, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to think it's Flirty Cakes, when in fact it's going to be Unzo, who is the villain. Um, what will happen is they're going to hopefully go to the big top show, and they're going to have to um, uh, put on a show themselves. They're going to be recruited because of, like, an act has disappeared or an act, one of the acts has vanished. Maybe it's like a gnome juggling fire or a poetry contest or something. Uh, I think that'll be funny if they end up putting on a show they have to decide this is where you can put it on the players you've got five minutes to come up with a play a show what are you going to do what act are you going to do and then a series of checks so dexterity for if they're if they're riding a unicycle um strength if they're holding each other up charisma performance if they're um you know, if they're singing or something like that how are you going to do this and then you as a dm if they roll really low have to have to like you've fallen on the ground um, you, you, you've tripped over your unicycle, you, you've thrown your fiery pins into the audience, on and on. And at the end, there's going to be a singer. And the singer is going to lull them into uh, sleep. Um, it's going to put them to sleep. This is where it is kind of railroady, though, only if they don't go into the Hall of Mirrors. If they don't go into the Hall of Mirrors, I need to transport them to the Feywild somehow. And there's a campaign called The Curse of Strahd where they get transported to the mainland of Barovia just simply by um, a, a guy playing a, a song and mist comes in and surrounds them and then they wake up in the land. So it, you even that campaign has railroaded them, but it has to. I need them to go to the Feywild. That's the only um, uh, railroady thing. And the Feywild itself is pretty cool because there are some really dangerous things there and there's some really weird stuff. And if they don't know how to get out, that's even cool because that adds that element of threat. And all they really need to do is like find a ring of, uh, a fairy ring to get in and out. But um, if they don't know where it is uh, and they're failing like survival checks to find this place, they're going to get lost and maybe they get attacked. Maybe they get attacked by... Like, there's a, creatures in the Feywild called, there's like a Jabberwocky, which is like this horrible dragon creature with huge white eyes um, that looks really scary. So I'm thinking that thing's going to fly over them as they go. Um, and just things like that to terrify them, really. <laughs> and that's part of being a DM, uh, is that you need to do that. So what did I need to do to this? So I have that premise, right? You also need to make some characters. Now, you don't need to, honestly, if you do random NPC generator, you've got, you can find those online. Just generate them um, and then write them down or copy and paste their attributes. You just need to have stuff at the ready. The carnival is going to be swarming with people. So I need to have, like, dwarves, tieflings, dragonborn, humans, halflings, gnomes, roaming around, kids, dogs, everything you can think of in a carnival. Um... 
you need to have a town name. Every town has like an inn. I have a bookshop. This one's called Bards and Nobles. I have all these kind of like romance themed titles that I made up because it's Valentine's Day. Um, you need to have this town kind of fleshed out. Who's the mayor? Who's the speaker? Who runs the place? This place has to have allowed the the uh, the carnival to come to town. Um, you know, there's politics you should keep in mind, but it, it can be stressful to think of like that. But once you've got your premise, a carnival's come to town, the carnival is unstable because a, a horn has gone missing. Um, retrieve the item, problem solved. On the way, all these weird and fun and cool things will happen. It will take probably four hours to do that, probably more. So... I'm really excited to do it, to be honest, but um, it will be stressful because I don't know how, like, what if the players, first thing they do is like, well, we're going to leave this carnival and we're going to go to the town hall and demand answers, look for answers there. I have nothing currently written for the town hall or the mayor or anything like that, so I just kind of thought of myself as I was speaking, so I'll have to have that ready. Um, and But once you've got these bank of things ready, that that will all come to you, if that makes sense, so... Um, I wouldn't worry too much, but that's kind of where I'm at with that. And um, the big thing is to not panic. And if you kind of put it on the players, so for instance, like I'm not going to create a, an act for them to do. They need to come up with an act on their own. They can, and I think they'll enjoy doing that. They'll they'll bounce ideas off each other, and it will be chaotic and weird. And when they make it into the Feywild, it'll be strange <laughs> and funny, um, but there's all kinds of cool stuff they can they can get involved in. Um, the other carnival activities, again, will be, yes, like arm wrestling, gnome arm wrestling or something. I just think that's funny. Uh, one I found on online, and I apologize for the person who created this, was like um, there's an act where gnomes are being eaten by owlbears, and the, and the owlbears are trained to like <laughs> vomit them back up, and they kind of like, they do like a Somersault, and they look and they look for like the smallest character player, and like you next, you know, come on, step right up. And it'd be funny if they if they agreed to be eaten by an owl bear. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work, but uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff they're gonna do, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, that's really it. I would say premise, characters, little little fine print, then like all the little games that I'm gonna get them to do. I hope that is useful. Uh, I don't know if it is or not, but uh, that's what I'm intending to do. And again, I really um, I'm appreciating all the feedback I've been getting on the book so far. People just saying nice things about it, and uh, and um, I I am really grateful. So again, the link will be in the in the notes. So if you do uh, have a school or public library and you you want to run tabletop role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, I uh, can't recommend that uh, book enough because I wrote it and I know it is useful. I really hope it is useful. So. That's it. Thank you very much, and take care. Talk to you next time.